let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but rather let's encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. This is a very important statement, one that we need to internalize and live out as followers of Jesus. Welcome to Church Public. Let's get started. All right, welcome back to Church Public. I'm glad that you joined us here today. We have a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the world. We talked about Israel. We talked about the border crisis. We talked about some of the economy stuff that's going on. But today, what we want to talk about is just not giving up meeting together. And for that, we're going to turn to our friends to the north again. We're going to turn to Canada. We have talked about Pastor Coates from Grace Life Church a few weeks ago, and he was Uh, He was actually taken to jail. He was in jail for quite a while. And then also he was, uh, his church right after that, right around Easter, they fenced it off. I believe as far as I know, it is actually still fenced off. You uh, are not allowed to go there. However, I have uh, been told that he is having other services in other undisclosed places at this time, which is good. So also what we're hearing is uh, Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky We played a clip from him a couple of weeks ago about how he basically sent the health ministry away when they were trying to shut down some of the church things that he was doing, just saying that they didn't have a right to shut him down because what he's doing is following God and and proclaiming God to those that want to come. And again, we get into this place of agency. If you feel comfortable doing what you feel comfortable doing, and it's not against a law, you should be able to do that, especially, especially as it comes to following God. And we see that throughout the Old and New Testament. We see it from Daniel. We see it from uh, even some of the disciples. I mean, like we and Peter and John and Acts, when the uh, people, the leaders, teachers say, hey, you can't talk about Jesus. And they say, well, we have to talk about Jesus. That's literally our call on this world is to talk about Jesus. So they're doing that. So we talked about Arthur Pavlovsky a couple of weeks ago, shooting people out. Well, um, a little bit ago, uh, they actually did come and arrest him as well. Just a quick clip of that. And the reason I want to play a clip of that is I believe it's important for us to understand the manner in which this is taking place. It's it, uh, from my understanding, as I read the report of this, it came right after a, it came right after a um, church service. So they waited until after the church service. They waited until the pastor got in his car. They waited until he drove away, and then stopped him on the road. And this is what happened. The audio is terrible. I'll try to kind of narrate what's happening if you're listening in audio. But here is what happened there. So this is the. Um, officers on the road. He is actually uh, on the ground. They actually pick him up off the ground, kind of in a, uh, it's hard to describe, but he's got his legs behind him and there's one officer on each arm and lifting him to their vehicle. And then you actually see, they kind of drag him along the ground. uh, And then next to him is what I was informed is his brother. And his brother is, is kind of, not wanting to go either so there's actually three officers that one on each arm and then one on the legs and they're carrying him off into the car so 
Uh, it just is a very interesting situation and it is a unfortunate situation of people getting arrested for preaching the gospel. I know there are detractors and there are a lot of people out there who are saying, and I've had some messages back that are saying, well, they should have followed the rules and they should have followed the rules where you're supposed to follow the health rules and things like that. Uh, I hear that. I hear you. But at the same time, somewhere in there, you again have to have your own agency. I think agency is a really good word for this. Agency is you have the right and responsibility to do what you feel is safe. We are not talking about illegal things. We shouldn't be talking about illegal things, though watching some of these videos, it feels like it is illegal. Instead, what we are talking about is attending church, attending a church service, participating in a church service. I didn't pull the clip out, but I actually watched the clip of the church service that he posted right before this happened. I think they were singing Waymaker. Some of you know that song. I mean, from what I saw, again, just proclaiming the name of Jesus and worshiping God. And for reference, in the state that I currently reside in, as well as several, many, many states now at this point, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, are open and have been open and people are doing the same things. And so you can say, well, things are worse in different areas. Sure, but if you look at numbers again, because we're supposed to believe the science, right? That's what we're told, believe the science. The numbers, even in this area where this is taking place, don't support this kind of reaction. And even at that, I cannot imagine a situation where it deserves this reaction. Now, if you're sitting there thinking like, hey, he reacted strongly to this, he did. And the reason that he did is he grew up in a communist country where he watched pastors getting arrested like this earlier in his life, and it didn't end well there. It hasn't ended well many times throughout history in communist Russia and China and Cuba and on and on. So these are problems. And just to draw a parallel, but in a different example, again, I believe it's either same town or same province, very close by. This is another pastor, and this is Pastor Tim Stevens of Fairview Baptist Church, was also just arrested. I think this is a good example to draw because his response is a lot more subdued. This Pastor Arthur just seems like a very lively and excited guy, and you know, pastors of all kinds, right? There are pastors of all kinds, and I like that he was a lively guy. This next pastor that we're going to see that also was arrested, also for having church, is much more relaxed and casual. And I think it's important to show that distinction because this is not about a rebellious pastor who's attacking the system. This is about practicing Christianity, following God, I don't know what to say. I mean, there are a lot of conclusions that you can draw and none of them are good conclusions. So this is the it's next pastor. The we're going to pull job, this uh, the up job to and there's a bunch of people talking. This worship. is Pastor Tim talking. And so we're really coming together, peaceful citizens, uh, to worship Christ because he is worthy. In terms of what that means now, I don't really know. The government has obviously uh, turned up the heat on churches, trying to discourage them from gathering together. I think they don't understand that Christians are committed to follow the Lord Jesus Christ regardless of the consequences. So that was Pastor Tim. And then if you weren't uh, watching on video, you can see him. It looks like he was hugging his kids, which is, I, I mean, having been a pastor, having kids and, and feeling this, like it's a very, it's a very emotional and crazy thing. And then this one, again, if you're not watching, 
He's very calm. Everybody's very calm. And yet they're putting him into the car and they are taking him away. Again, as I read through it, I believe he was only in jail for a, uh, a day or night or something like that. But, and he was released. But again, like this, this, I know this is in America. I know this is Canada. I know some of my Canadian friends and, and relatives are watching, but and I've had, and you can you can message me if you want to. I've, I've heard from some of you already that, that they should have just been following the rules. I hear that. I understand what you're saying. But the problem is bigger than that. The problem is rules for whom? And you look at places like Costco. I've been to Costco. I've been to Costco throughout this whole thing because one of the places that never closed, of course, was Costco. There is no universe in which you can tell me that the crazy people in Costco were acting in a safer way than people who are sitting there worshiping God. Like there's just no universe where you can make that parallel to me. I, I can't, I can't comprehend things like that. But even on in regards of that, like we have a responsibility. That's why I read this Hebrews passage, like it, Hebrews 10, read, read Hebrews 10 and, and, and check my work. Like they, we have to be together. We, we, there is something about being together. People who are doing Zoom church or just at home church. I mean, it's nice. It may be comfortable, but we are meant for community. Even we've talked about this several times. Go back to the garden. Like we are not meant to be alone. It is not good for us to be alone. And that even means like just your family. We have to have community and we have to be together. It is very, very important for us to be together. Now, the reason I wanted to start with the churches is I think it's important to talk about the churches and it's important to talk about some of the things that are going on. And and what I wanted to do as well is say this isn't even just um, this isn't just some of the things that are happening across the globe, but there have been changes in the past week in regards to what you can and cannot do, as most of you have picked up. And so we're talking about masks, right? A lot of this, as far as I read, in both of these churches was in regards to this social distancing and masks. And I recognize that Canada follows different rules than America does, but as far as the CDC goes, which some people recognize, right? They changed their distance guidance from this six foot rule to the three foot rule several weeks ago, multiple weeks ago now, which appears to mean that the six foot rule, I was even reading a, a, a study and a statement from them that either six or 60 feet didn't make that much difference. And if that's the case, then again, we've, what science are we, are we following? Because the, these things keep changing. And then of course we have some mask updates happening in America. And the reason, again, I think these parallels are important in America and in Canada is we function a lot the same. Now I know governmentally there's, there's a bunch of differences, but in terms of our freedoms, in terms of our, focus on faith and belief, like we do have a lot of the same functions. And, and my point is always going to be that if it happens close by, it's, it's not that far cry. If we don't stand up and say, Hey, we, we don't want to do this. Like we want to have freedom. We want to have religious freedom. And it's important that we're able to follow these things. So in terms of masks, I just want to illustrate, I know this is a hot topic and it's even apparently hotter now though the cdc now has come out and said if you are vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask inside or outside and they keep 
again, there's been a lot of changes. So what I want to do is just illustrate a couple of the changes and then talk about what the changes mean for a moment. And that is we had uh, just a little bit ago, Fauci saying that you're going to have to wear a mask through at least the following Mother's Day. I know some of you had Mother's Day. We talked about Mother's Day. We talked about wonderful birthing people's day. Uh, you can go back and listen to that one because that's another area where we've maybe lost our minds. But he said very clearly, we're probably going to have to wait till Mother's Day. So this let's take a listen. What the country's going to look like next Mother's Day? Well, George, I hope that next Mother's Day we're going to see a, a dramatic difference than what we're seeing right now. I believe that we will be about as close to back to normal as we can. And there's, there's some conditions to that, George. We've got to make sure that we get the overwhelming proportion of the population vaccinated. When that happens, the virus doesn't really have any place to go. There aren't a lot of vulnerable people around. Okay, so very clearly, this was just several days ago now, very clearly he said, hey, it's going to be a year, a year. Remember, 15 days of slow spread, and then I don't even, I'm not even keeping track anymore, right? Like 400 and something past the 15, right? Like 400 days past the 15 days of slow spread. So then it's another 365 days beyond that day that he was talking, right? That we were supposed to have the masks. And then quite quickly after that, all of a sudden, whoops, don't worry about it. You can take your mask off inside and you don't have to do the mask inside. This is uh, Walensky representative talking about what we're able to do now. Who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities large or small, without wearing a mask or physical distancing. If you are fully vaccinated, you can start doing the things that you had stopped doing because of the pandemic. Once you are fully vaccinated, two weeks after your last dose, you can shed your mask. So there you go. We have exalted uh, Lord Fauci talking about how probably going to be a year, 365 days or so before you're able to take the mask off. And then just a couple moments after that, just kidding. Now you can take it off. What changed? That's the question, right? What changed? What is the science that changed in between those two things? As far as I can tell, uh, all of the studies that I have surveyed, nothing, nothing changed in between those two days. Uh, which very clearly says to me, and I, I mean, I, I hate to say this, and some of you have, have noticed this already, but clearly the only thing that changed is the politics. Clearly the only thing that changed is someone in there said, hey, we have to change what we're saying in order to shift focus or do something different or give some people difference to do something. I mean, I'm just making stuff up, right? Because apparently they're making stuff up too. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what changed. There clearly is no science that has changed. And that's where I think this is an important corollary to what is going on in Canada, because again, apparently all of this is happening in America and nothing has changed, but what is changing up there and they're arresting pastors. So I, I don't know how you feel about that. But the, but the fact is, as believers, we have to stand together. We have to pray for those that are literally being persecuted. Not, and we're not talking about in China. We're not talking about in the middle of uh, the Middle East or, or, you know, somewhere that is a terrible uh, and, and oppressive place to live, apparently. But now 
were, I mean, this is case after case after case of pastors being arrested in Canada. Like I never thought I would say those statements in my life. Again, having family and friends in Canada and Canada is by reputation, the nicest place I think on the face of the earth, but apparently some weird things are happening up there and that's, I'll just leave it at that. But, but it's clear the point here in America is that there's some kabuki theater happening with the science whether that's capital S science or quote science, air quote science, I, I, I can't even tell you anymore, but it's clearly not actual science. Actual science is methodology. Like science is not a thing. Science is a process. And we used to know this, those that went to any school ever used to know that science is this process of coming up with a hypothesis, deciding and doing experiments to see if the hypothesis is right or wrong. And then you make adjustments therein. Anyone who ever did like a sixth grade science project knew this was what science was. But now science is most clearly political based on whatever way the political winds are blowing. And that's what we have to do. And what I have to, I mean, the only corollary that I can draw here that seems clear to me is there are some really bad political problems happening in the current administration and they were getting worse and worse and worse. And when all of this came out, it doesn't seem inconsequential to me that there was a lot going on in the world that maybe some people needed to shift focus away from things like we talked about, things like this gas pipeline that went out and was hacked and was not handled well by the government. We talked about that the other day. Things like the border, which is still a crazy disaster. The number of people coming across the border, I think I read it was around 120,000 of people that were captured and returned. And then the number that were not captured just in the last month was in the tens of thousands, maybe up to 40, maybe more thousand. Nobody really knows because again, they were not seen or captured. And then you have, of course, Israel. We talked about Israel the other day, and I, I've been really saddened by scrolling through feeds and seeing some friends who have posted in support of Palestine. And I just, I have to believe that the friends just don't understand what Palestine really is. They don't understand the history of Palestine and the history of what is really going on there. And the fact that Israel is a country that just wants to exist on the face of the planet and Palestine is not a country or a nation or a state. It is a group of people who banded together with the express goal of eliminating Israel from the face of the planet. Again, the test that I said the other day is if Israel said we are done fighting and we won't do any more fighting, they would be wiped off the face of the earth within moments. If Palestine said they were done fighting in the region, within moments, there would be peace and that would be the end of it. That's a very clear indicator of who the aggressor is in this situation. And a lot of it, a lot of the issues in this escalation, again, there are a lot of intricacies in it, but it, it is not ultimately that complicated. And one of the reasons that it's really escalated right now is this administration's support of Iran because Iran has given Hamas, the leaders in Palestine, tons and tons and tons of rockets. They didn't have their own and all of a sudden they have many, many, many. And it's been very clear that they are the ones supplying these rockets that are being fired into Israel. And that's a problem. And so all of a sudden, all of these things, local and global issues are happening around the country. And now all of a sudden you don't have to wear a mask. Why are these connected? I, it shouldn't be that way, right? But it clearly is connected and all of the news reports now are moving towards masks and not masks and all this other stuff. 
And and here's the part that I just find interesting, funny, uh, unfortunate, or whatever. Saturday Night Live, which is a very liberal organization and um, and doesn't like conservative things or, or anything like that. However, and I and I didn't get any clips because it was vastly uh, inappropriate, but they took a stab at masks this last week because this is a super weird and confusing time. There are a ton of news reporters who just could not handle the change because they were so conditioned. There were news reporters that said, I'm going to have to deprogram myself to wear a mask and deprogram myself from when I see a person who's not wearing a mask, thinking that they're a conservative or an anti-masker or, or someone that I should hate, basically, is, is what a lot of these people said. That's a terrible statement. If you've conditioned yourself to look at a person, judge them based on whether or not they're wearing a mask and decide whether you need to hate them, I feel bad for your soul. Uh, that's just a terrible place to live. And, and it's not good for you. It's not good for the society. Like we need to, again, as I mentioned, even in this Hebrews passage, the point of this is to love one another. We need to keep meeting together so that we can love one another. If we stay on our own, if we live in our own bubbles, what clearly happens is you lose sight of reality. And we've talked about reality before. We're going to talk about that more as we get into postmodernism and, and critical theory as well. But but this, the reality is clearly gone for some people when you have to look at somebody with a mask and decide whether they're a good moral person or an evil moral person based on their clothing. Th this is, again, very religious, very culty, not good for society to live that way. And not good for us as Christians. We need to love people regardless of, of their circumstances. Uh, and this is a really, really, really important thing. So it's very clear that there's a lot going on within the world. And I just thought it was interesting that, again, as it was inappropriate, some of the sketches that Saturday Night Live put together, but they were also funny because the whole point of all, they were like, like four or five little mini sketches that they that they threw together for this mask thing but but the whole point of every single one of them was they none of them made sense like they really didn't make any sense because none of this makes any sense there was an airplane one and there was a cafe one and it and a store like a, a, a market store one and and none of them made any sense because none of this makes any sense because it clearly doesn't make sense it's not following the science it's not following the scientific method it is just hey let's make a decision and make people follow us into the place that we want them to follow and that's not good so wherever you are whatever state you're in whatever country you're in what is really important is that we do not stop meeting together that is the most important thing that we learn to love each other that we learn to stop judging one another and we really learn to we really are to come together because Jesus is coming back. It says more and more as the day approaches in this Hebrews passage that we looked at. And that's really important to remember. And, and I'm not, I, I, again, I'm not going to into end times right now. Whether Jesus comes back today or tomorrow or in 10 years or 100 years or more, it doesn't matter. What matters is you need to live as if Jesus is coming back soon. The more and more as the day approaches. Because we need to live as if we are moving the gospel forward. Our biggest command from Jesus, beyond loving God, loving one another, is to let's tell people about Jesus, to tell them the good news, and to make disciples in the name of Jesus. And that's what we have to do. And, and we need to do that now more than ever. And 
The good news is maybe, maybe, maybe we have this opportunity. We have this opportunity as uh, as the world is getting nuttier, crazier, weirder, that maybe we're able to provide a hope that this world clearly cannot give because we have something. And to try to find your hope in the immorality and the weird immoral foundation of this world uh, is, is, I mean, I don't know how to say it, to be pitied. It's to be pitied to try to find hope in this crazy world. But instead, we can find hope in the person of Jesus Christ, our one and only Savior. So I pray that you focus on him and him alone today as you seek after him and don't give up meeting together. Thanks for stopping by and keep the faith. As always, thanks for choosing Church Public. I hope that you have a wonderful time seeking after Jesus today. If you want more, you can check us out at churchpublic.com. You can sign up for the podcast at iTunes, Apple, Spotify, Google, pretty much anywhere there are um, there are podcasts. You can get the video. If you missed the video, there are some of the clips that you'll probably want to see. You can go to YouTube, search Church Public as one word, and you can find us there on YouTube. Thank you so much for your support and your encouragement. God bless and keep the faith.